dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. The clocks can't stop us. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Uh, it says it's 9.06 in the morning, but it really is 8.06 in the Definitely morning. Definitely the body lost that hour, <laughs> and I, I need it back. Daylight savings time is starting to get old to me. I want to move to Phoenix where they don't have it. Really? They don't have it out there? Nah, it's just straight time. <laughs> don't, no adjustments in your no life. No adjustments. I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I hate it like the first like week because obviously we lose an hour of sleep, but that golf know, is gonna be good in the spring. Yeah, though. once well, <laughs> while you're golfing, I'll be riding my bike. Uh, yeah, once the weather officially breaks and we get above seventy degrees on a consistent basis, and we get some daylight past, you know, seven, eight. Even 9.30 the sun don't even go down. Yeah. I love that shit. You got any early bike goals this year? Uh, No, just to be way more consistent when, than I was last year. Yeah. I was uh, I would you've go slowly, out. My, well, I won't say slowly, but in my opinion, you've like, I feel like it was a hobby that became like a passion. I'm trying to make it a passion. <laughs> I really want to make it a passion. I really want to make sure I really want to make sure I do at least three rides a week. Nice. Cause uh, I was once I got the new bike, I was out there, um, for that first month, I was out there like three times a week yeah. getting it in. But then you know, y'all see my bike, y'all see my bike, <laughs> wheels are still <laughs> getting the miles in. You know, especially you pay X amount of dollars for a new bike. Yeah, you definitely want to use. When like you get, if a, you get a new mixer, exactly. <laughs> you can go make sure you get your money's worth. You get a quote unquote real bike or a quote unquote real, you know, industry standard type of equipment. You uh, don't want to leave it in storage all summer. Exactly, so. man. I pay a pretty penny for it, so yeah. I got my rides in. I slowed down quite a bit uh, in August because I think yeah, I got it in July, so I really got it in in July. But I slowed down quite a bit. In August, you know, with work and then taking a vacation. So you go, I go back and look at my app and track my progress. I see this big spike mm-hmm. and then drop. <laughs> so then I got it back going in uh, September and October a little bit. But uh long as the weather is good, I'm trying to get out there. Yeah, your next 50 mile is going to be my next 40. So <laughs> we gonna, next time I hear you ride a 50, I'm going to go ahead and give you a date. We're going to knock this out this Let's year. Let's get it, so. man. Let's get it, bro. <laughs> How was your week, brother? Oh, man, another hectic week in the life of, you know, we got tons of things going on at the station. We got a contest coming up. Can't really give it away, but mm-hmm. it involves a lot of work for your boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of behind the scenes. For when a contest happens, especially a website contest, mm-hmm. somebody has to build that. Ah. And like, I'm not the best in the world at a behind the scenes building website graphics mm-hmm. or even doing coding, but you know they make it pretty easy as long as you follow the steps. Yeah. But you got to double check your work. It's almost like math. Yeah, like yeah. you want to double check your work because if you put a colon in the wrong place when you type in some of this script, or mm-hmm. when you put something in and it's wrong, it crashes the whole shit. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but they make a, a they make the template, but 
we had just had to adjust a few things, but when you adjusting a few things here and you're doing it for five different stations, it gets tedious. Yeah. So halfway done, it doesn't start until the 25th, so I'm halfway done. My goal is to be totally done with my part of it by Friday. So Nice. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know like some I'm freelance contract people that could, uh, you know, things get tight. Hey, I got somebody. You know, you always look out for me. I got somebody. I might have to holler <laughs> at him because this shit sucks. I, yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? I've been uh, started a new job this week. <laughs> so uh, setting the clock in the morning with a purpose and uh, getting up and getting out there. So get started up, doing uh, some quality control for the uh, distribution business, and uh, it was a good week, man. I had to work in a freezer for a couple of days, like. Reorganizing products and you know getting my feet right into it. So it's uh my lips uh, been chapped all weekend, applying like eight coats of Vaseline a day, trying to get back right. But uh, work is going well. I had a shout to my guy Shad, man, a military friend. We ain't talked. That that's the military life. We ain't talked in probably two years. And uh, he called me Thursday. I was at work. Talking about calling back. Forgot a friend of mine that met him when we traveled down there ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Just randomly called me. We was chopping it up. He like, what's up with Shad? How you been? You know, it was just random. Like, yo, that's crazy you asking. He just called me. So called him back last night. We got a good hour combo in, just catching up, reminiscing, that whole thing. So had to shout him out. He told me he checked out the pod a few times. He what up, seen what up? A couple mixes on the station. So he's been uh, he been checking on me, man. So I had to had to reach out to him and say what's up. Did you spin on uh, Thursday? I spun on Tuesday. My, Tuesday. my first day of work uh, ended up being a 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. day. Ooh. I had uh, I had work to do, and then I had to rush home, get the fam situated, head to the storage unit, grab the speakers, head to uh, Wayne, had to do a, a basketball banquet. Okay. thought it was going to be like a few teams, you know, somebody's grandma made a few sides. No, this was uh, like grades three through six, boys and girls, and junior high boys and girls. So it was like... Over 100, 150 people in this banquet. So I was uh, kind of surprised on the amount of people that were there. But mm-hmm. they had a great turnout, great food, great banquet. Uh, out of all the sports banquets I've been in, has, has a participant in the sport. Mm-hmm. That one felt like a good banquet. They, they got up and danced a little bit. Kids had a good time doing the, you know all the kid dances I played for them. And uh, it was a good time. So but that was a long day. 7 8 uh, Yeah, that sounds I, like I told the wife, I said, I, uh, overnight, I, uh, jokingly, I was like, overnight I went from Bumming around here to you know work a couple of days a week to <laughs> I'm I was gone for the whole I, I miss seeing my children the whole day so a whole day one, man seven what day, did you do the next eight. day Wednesday uh, Wednesday we I actually started driving a little bit driving a box truck picking up some product like they jumped me right into it the cool thing about this opportunity for me is I'm a disabled vet and um, they hired me on more of a partnership than an employee mm-hmm. and uh, truthfully man it was a hundred percent blessing hundred percent um. On their end and belief in me, you know, sometimes it takes somebody to believe in you and take somebody to give you a little extra push to change your life. And uh, these guys are giving me an opportunity to get down with what they do. They own businesses. They own car washes. They just bought a construction company. There, there's an investment group of guys that really are doing it around here. And um, they, they kind of took me under their wings. So I'm learning. I'm That's excited. Dope, I'm bro. excited, That's man. That's dope, man. Because I know, obviously, DJing is your passion. Absolutely. But to find another one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's, I was that's telling my too. telling my, my military friend that that you know DJing has been what I've been doing. It's been my foundation. But um, as a father, a husband, a provider, you know I can't have uh, winter months where no one's having parties and I and I'm out here uh, 
praying on this DPNL bill. You know, I got to get back a little more firm on my on my part. So that's what this opportunity kind of allowed me to do is um, get paid weekly. I'm hey, excited about that. Hey. Every Friday, some chain chain. So straight yeah, man. cash home. It's gonna be a good year this year. I'm feeling good, man. That's what's good. up, bro. Your boy Kales. <sighs> Can we talk Kales? It seems like we talk a lot of R. Kelly on this pod lately, man. Yeah, we three solid weeks, I think. Uh, who knew? Who knew Kells was gonna be uh, going through? Well, we we, kinda, <laughs> we knew this day might come, but uh, it, it's here. Well, it's, it's definitely here. here, man. For people that missed it, man, he had a sit down interview with the great Gail King. Are y'all doing this to me? <laughs> and I, people that haven't seen it, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Go to YouTube and watch it. Um, Before you missed the uh, the ten memes that uh, have uh, came with it, man. The memes. <laughs> I, I definitely want to attack it from that part because I see a lot of people talking about this is not funny. Yeah, this man needs help. Um, these girls need help. This is a very situ- ser- very serious situation. We laughed back in the day when uh, Dave Chappelle did the pee on you sketch, <laughs> and we forgot about the victims and. This is a very serious situation. Yeah. To that, I say, nah, bruh. Nah. Uh, he is a joke. Yeah. I'm here for the jokes, and I'm also here for the victims as well. Yeah. There can be both. There can. There shall be both. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's for, for me, man, it's like watching the kid that got in trouble at school go to the office and try to, like, keep this lie going to pedal to the metal, and we all know the truth, you know. Well, let me rephrase that. We don't know the truth, but damn it, it's a lot of shit out here that's looking bad for your boy. So uh, more more times than not, I'm gonna go with uh, your track record, your uh, the, the way you've been carrying things, the uh, numerous complaints. It would be it would be really odd for uh, 50 people to just be on your neck like this. So uh, you've done something, brother. Definitely and, uh, done. Something. Unfortunately, we're gonna find out. So what was the funniest part to you, <laughs> man? The, the funniest part for me. I'm gonna say is the uh, after the rant, the the makeup pat down, getting back right. That I lost it on that part. Um, I definitely lost it on. The, there was a part where he was talking with his hands, and then Gail come back with the same hand gestures, and they out here looking like they out here getting they techno on, and uh, it, just the whole thing, man. The, see, for me, I start now. I'm starting to confuse true interview with like funny memes because i seen like gail holding the draw four card and like yes! this this is how this is how you fighting for your for your, for your pick four or i mean you draw four so it's a million of them man it's a- i saw that one last <laughs> night dog and that took the cake yeah but for me personally the funniest one is the hog tie line bro oh. <laughs> nigga when that shit happened i was like Damn. <laughs> so I watched it again. I was like, I don't know how to haul tie people. <laughs> haul tie. I was like, yo. I don't know how to haul tie people, man. Yes. That was up there. I was so <laughs> weak. And I'm, man, I'm thinking to myself, like, I can't be the only one that thinks this is hilarious. Yeah. It has gone, for me, it has gone full blown entertainment. Yeah. I'm not even looking at it for any type of uh, structure, any type of debate. Uh, debate material, right? This is, this is straight. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm here for the jokes, yeah, man. man. It's it's it, obviously it's an effed up situation, but this dude, like, I just look at it and say, man, come to find out, his lawyer wasn't present at this interview. Okay, 
It was just him, his two girlfriends, <laughs> and his publicist. <laughs> and his publicist. The lawyer was like, no, nah, bro, bro, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> right, this on you. <laughs> and rightfully so. Absolutely. There's, there's no... Uh, we're not answering that, or uh, exactly. We're not, we're like the, I'm gonna step in and answer this for you, type. You know, with this right. situation, this is a this is one of the things that for me it's gonna be hard to even find representation. I would think because you know you got you got the deck stacked against you, very very much so. Because you. we see these interviews all the time where people had to sit down interviews with Oprah or shoot whoever name your super famous interviewer, and they always had her lawyer next to next to them or even their agent if mm -hmm. you're a sports figure or whatever they get asked a question they look at their lawyer or t attorney or whatever mm -hmm. their management and they give them the green light to go ahead and talk about it They're like no no we're not gonna ask yeah. that. the only mm -hmm. thing that r kelly consistently says prior to any interviews that he's done uh his whole career basically is he's not gonna answer any Aaliyah questions yeah and to find some type of I respect that respect that guy for that. I kind of do respect him for that. Like, you know, she's dead and gone. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened. And he's trying to make sure. I don't know if he's trying to make sure that doesn't come up again or he has that much respect for Aaliyah's family, not to talk about that. But I do find that partially classy yeah. on his behalf to like, yo, I'm not going to talk about her yeah but i'm dumb enough to talk about all this other shit yeah he gave some details as far as uh girls uncles dropping them off to get the shoes and not you know he kind of he kind of got a little deep i heard a little uh little clip that uh 102 put up on the way in matter of fact it was talking about you know the little charlemagne clip it where he was in there and he's kind of you know talking about the situation and saying like you know eh, this ain't looking good for you ain't boy looking good for him do you got any homeboys that got 160k to help you out because uh <laughs> that's the part i'm a little confused on too see he, he locked up on his child support and, yeah he's uh, out yeah somebody gave him somebody a friend had 160k for him I got you, bro. We're gonna get you up out of here. That's man, listen. that's the part. It's so much there's enough of that going on in his life to like probably somebody that's been on his payroll yeah, for this. Somebody song. that he done took care of. As much as much bad as being reported. You know there's some good in there. You know he done changed some folks' lives. Facts. You know he done helped some people along the way and it's decades of career. So it's tough for your boy. I, I'm, I'm hoping this music can get played in 2020 because um, <laughs> I show ain't deleted. I just kind of put it to the side. Uh, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm missing some of I mean, these. You know uh, what? I take that back. I do see it happen. I just depend on the crowd. Yeah. It all like it always depends see, that's the on thing, the crowd. Though, like, I, I've How had, drunk you going to be? I've had the one and twos come up and, you know, let me get that feel on your booty. Let me get that uh, sex me. Let me. And it's like. This is, nah, not yet, brother. Too not, hot of a yeah, topic. Not yet, because uh, you might want to hear it, but uh, it ain't worth me losing 90 other people on the way <laughs> to you hearing this song. So, What did you think about his girlfriend's interview? I didn't even see it, honestly. Okay. I did not even see it. Well, the I can't even keep these girls' names straight. <laughs> One girl was damn near hysterical. Okay. She was going crazy. The other girl was a lot more calm, cool, and collective by answering the questions. Mm -hmm. And you can sense the immaturity in both these women from the way they were answering the questions. They basically mimicked everything that R. Kelly said in his interview with Gail King. They just basically verbatim repeated those things. Mm -hmm. And it was just sad to see because 
I, I didn't get any joy or jokes out of the girls yeah. when they were talking because all I saw was, you know what I'm saying, a 21-year-old and a 23-year-old girl in a situation where they're just in too deep, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I kept thinking back to when R. Kelly said, I'm an older man that likes all women. Yeah. Idiot. That's not what you say. <laughs> right. That's where that lawyer should have been there for you. You don't say that. <laughs> At like all. it's just so many things that you said that you shouldn't say, but I think in his head, he thinks, Oh, I'm killing this interview. Yeah. I'm getting the court of public opinion on my side. No, bruh. Not at all. Like, and that comes from that detachment from reality, that detachment from having an everyday lifestyle, mm-hmm. detachment from having homeboys, real friends, being able to be the victim of the roast session. Yeah. Like you and your homies at, at somebody's house playing cards and bring up a time that old girl played you out or mm-hmm. that time you got too drunk and you did something extra, like being the victim of roasting. I don't see him ever being the victim of the roast session to be humbled yeah. enough to understand, like, yo, man, when you say stupid shit or you do stupid shit, you become the victim of the roast session. Yeah, I And I don't think he's ever been there or he hasn't been there in a long time. Yeah. I think he's been the man commanding the room, That's being the center of attention he ain't for so me long. Knows. Yeah. He ain't hurt to me knows over, over uh, the 90s and the 2000s and uh, just – just think think about the the position he was he's he he was in in the top of you know R and B for a long time. Facts. He had both uh, urban on lock. He had pop radio, you know, some I believe I can flies type stuff. Step in the name of love type stuff on lock. He just was tackling it and those type. Of, in my opinion, those people kind of live in a in a lane of uh, I'm chasing it. I want this. I want that. We don't really get told no. We kind of do what we want. We, mm-hmm. go, we make the rules type of thing, and yeah, well, you gonna have to you have to sleep with those rules you made, brother. Yeah, so man. Hopefully, uh, um, I'm, I'm, obviously, I feel like he need help. Um, but hopefully, um, hopefully it uh it goes it goes in a in in a way that uh can do that for him in the long run because ultimately. He's lost in the sauce, man. Super lost in the sauce. Yeah. I hope he gets help also, but he going dot, to jail. dot, 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 <laughs> dot, dot, They get that help in jail, my nigga. Yes. You need to be locked up. Them girls obviously need some counseling. Everybody that's... I heard the FBI is going to do a full investigation for what it's worth. Um, so every idiot that was on that uh, Surviving R. Kelly documentary mm-hmm. that basically ratted on themselves, get ready because you're going oh, down yeah. as well. Yeah, he wasn't alone in this. Yeah, he, he ain't doing this on his he own. He can't be on the stage and securing the, the three bedrooms for the six chicks, too. Yeah, know, I so. mean, if his, <laughs> if his reading and writing skills are as bad as is portrayed to be, mm-hmm. he ain't doing all this by himself. Yep. So, yeah, all y'all. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned we, for sure. We, we, for we sure, ain't done man. with Kells. Oh, I'm sure there'll be something <laughs> else this week that I'm, pops up with Kells. Four weeks straight, huh? Speaking of talented <laughs> individuals. Talk about a talented individual on the football field. <sighs> my former wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. My guy, Antonio Big Chess Brown. Going to the bit? No, not the Bills. Uh-uh. Oakland, huh? Vegas, huh? Yeah, Oak Town 357 for the time being. Mm. A.B. to the Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. Terrible. Terrible for who? The Steelers. I know. You can't get a third and fifth round 
for somebody that just secured three year fifty four mil well fifty plus mil on a contract. I mean, we talking what that's 16, 17 a year. We up there and uh Woo. That's that's a lot to the I would say it like this. And you don't get nothing for Le'Veon? He I gone. Was, Woo! I would say it like this. There's a lot of rumors about the whole Bills situation. Mm-hmm. Heard the Bills was willing to give up a sec two seconds. Mm. And A B obviously wants this extension, which he just got with the Raiders. Yeah. He wants more money, more money. He's 30 years old. This is his last big payday. Yeah. He wants more money. More power to you, brother. But you know, the Bills were unwilling to play ball with the new contract situation. Mm-hmm. They said, we'll see after the trade. I saw last night, he's still guaranteed 30 mil off the Stiller contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, that's a hard like selling point to yeah. He's taking a $20, dollars $20 million cap hit for the Steelers. So it's all bad for the Steelers. Yeah. It's all, all they were trying to do is avoid having to pay him that $2 million uh, bonus on the 17th and just get this over with. Mm-hmm. So no matter how you sliced it, he had the upper hand. Yeah. He had all the cards in his favor. He was going to play it how he was going to play it. There wasn't nothing really too much the Steelers could do. Mm -hmm. Like, he held all the cards. And for an NFL player to actually hold all the cards – that's remarkable. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's a, uh, and that's why they, that's why it's probably he's probably that's why he's probably in the news is the fact of, you know, the people that run this here league, they can't really put a strain on him. They they didn't they, they word in this contract then came back and now he has the you know, like you say he has the, the upper hand and the leverage boy. I mean to go from Le'Veon to AB to have Connor and Juju as your, I mean, they great players. But for a team and a business, that was a loss. For sure. That was I a mean, loss. It, was, it was a complete debacle. Didn't get um, nothing back in in the even in the realm of value. I mean, you're 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 hoping that, you know, your third and fifth round pick can can be that two percent that stick around for more than four years, five years. You know, there's not a lot of guys that even make it in that in that realm of, of draft picks that um after that rookie contract, you know, they had to have proven worth, proven right. value. And uh, you, you you had a – no matter who you are, you had a top two, three receiver. Yes. And you had a top three, four running back. Fact. So, and you got neither one of them now. Yeah, it's tough. You got neither one of them now. And who I, they? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's y'all we got to worry about. I think it's the Browns. I do too, honestly. The Browns. I think it's the Browns. I do too. I think the Browns are going to um, – they're gonna they're gonna be here. They're gonna be around. They're Facts. And for the Steelers, I just look at it from a perspective of at some point you got to realize that Ben's not gonna play forever. Mm-hmm. Like all these good things come to an end. I heard they're gonna offer him a contract extension. Um, <laughs> I believe in the franchise. I just think they had a rough patch with these last two guys. Yeah. Um, with Le'Veon, basically, well, not even basically, he sat out the entire year. Yeah. Just the good point. part about the <laughs> Le'Veon situation is I believe that they get, when he signs a free agent contract with someone else, they get a third round pick. Okay. So that's it. I don't, I don't really see the Le'Veon thing as a, as a big deal as everybody else sees it as. I'm mm-hmm. like, look, man, he didn't play all last season. Running backs played good ball last season. Now, the AB situation. Yeah. That's dire. Cause you put a you put you put two people on Juju now. Exactly. He's not getting that solo coverage exactly. anymore. He ain't in the if he is in the slot, he's still getting help. Somebody yeah. somebody looking out now because 
he the guy. So. Yeah, he's he's the number one, obviously. So you're gonna need James Washington to step step up next season. You're obviously gonna Who? have to draft it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna. I mean, shoot, you go back and look at the situation like the year prior to that when you did have Le'Veon Bell, A.B., Juju, and Martavis Bryant, mm-hmm. and Big Ben. In his 20s. And, yeah, you didn't, and you didn't have no – you didn't didn't win it. Well, he might have been 30. So, basically, you don't – now you lose your Hall of Fame wide receiver. You lose your all-pro running back. Mm. Now you're down to your – Hall of Fame quarterback, a very good receiver, and an up-and-coming running back. I believe in the Steelers. I believe in the organization, but this is a hit. Yeah. This is a major hit. Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, people are saying, well, A.B.'s 30 years old. He's on the downside of his career. Yeah, right. Yeah, I hope Yeah, that. he's 30. <laughs> but did you see him this season? <laughs> right. It wasn't his fault they was losing games. No. No, he was, he was, he was out. I mean, A.B.'s still, still going to give you – He's he's too good of a receiver to not be effective, whether it's catching a ball or creating a, some opportunity for someone else. Because right. he's gonna demand that much Roll attention. Coverage. Exactly, he's gonna demand that much attention, and uh, I hope that uh, that Wake Forest nifty lion that 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 uh, central pick works out for y'all. Because right, uh, some slim pickings is gonna be. <laughs> I will say this though. I will say this, and I've always said this. Ben is. Who makes this happen? Mm-hmm. If you look at Mike Wallace, he balled out when he was at the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Signed that free agent contract with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now you think he what Baltimore now? Went or... to Baltimore. Yeah. I think he had one good game <laughs> yeah. against the Steelers, nonetheless. I remember that game. He went to Minnesota. Mm. We did go to Minnesota. Went to Philly. <laughs> We all know his best years were with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. It's it's a rare combination to have a team with a solid enough receiver that your two and three can shine and and be and be and be stars as well. Yes, you know that there was a time where you know you had three deep ball options and 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 two of them were definitely faster than most safeties and DBs. So, yeah, so you look at AB stats. He's never caught a touchdown from any quarterback besides Ben Roethlisberger. And as a Steeler fan and as a Bengals fan, you know Ben gets hurt all the time. Yeah, he misses time all all every season. He misses he's a he's game also or two. a master at third and thirteen. Facts, <laughs> facts. So I won't be so fast to be like, oh man, the Steelers are going to take a major step back. I'll be very interested to see how AB does in the John Gruden old school. West Coast system as opposed yeah. to the Steelers uh, high fly chuck it all over the field. We're about to see how ad-lib, good you are, A.B. Ad-lib <laughs> offense where Ben is in the pocket dancing, dancing, rolling. You run this way. He, You have this great chemistry with a quarterback. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see how that goes yeah. for A.B. I hope it doesn't turn into one of those situations where you, you know, your favorite player or your top guy in the league Goes and gets that bag, and then he just starts riding that wave and turning it into like, well, you know, I'm getting older. Let me just let me just stay in the in the mix. Let me not be too too overzealous and get hurt. And now I'm just 
kind of out here with you know 800 yards a year and five TDs. You know that's the not enough. The hater in me not hopes enough, that it happens. Not the enough, hater it. in me hopes that well, happens. Derek Carr might secure that for you because uh, Derek Carr is a drop down from being. I don't care Facts. who you are. So uh, and you're gonna be moving. You're gonna be moving to a city that uh all come and uh. Gonna be some distractions and the yay area to have Vegas. another mixed baby in Vegas. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Sure. What you think about his blonde mustache? Trash. <laughs> Trash. I just showed that to the wife this week. Uh, just AB. 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 You know what? I was having a conversation with Reg, aka Boo That Man, and what up? Yeah, and he had a lot to say about it. And I, I am a person that believes in self-expression. Okay. You know, hey, man, you want to wear a blonde mustache with blue dreads? <laughs> you want to wear a dress, uh, Ricky Williams? You want to do all these crazy things? You want to dye your hair blonde, Dennis Rodman? Mm-hmm. Do you, bruh? Do you? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it don't affect me. For me... I didn't care because I wanted him catching touchdowns. All right. And also, I don't care because I know that ultimately, this ain't how you're going to get things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you winning right now for sure. But the blue mustache or the gold mustache, uh-huh. Mr. Big Chats, I'm not sure if you're going to be doing that at 35. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you, you have a brand to sell, and that's cool. I'm with you. I got you. Yeah. Do you? Am I laughing at you? Hell yeah, I'm laughing yeah. at you. I'm going to make a fun of you? Absolutely. But am I for people living their truth and being themselves and expressing themselves any kind of way they want to express themselves? I'm mm. all for it. Yeah. I've always said creative people struggle just to kind of dumb things down a little. They always chasing that next creative thing. And uh, we're going to laugh at you while you go through that process. Facts. I'm here for the jokes. <laughs> I'm here for the jokes. I'm here for all the jokes. Absolutely. Man. Bro, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. Have you? I yeah. have too, to be honest. I mean, what you watching? Man, I, um, the wife got us on that uh, American Soul pretty heavy. Watching okay. That, uh, Soul Train. Uh, Soul yeah, Train. Checking that out. Um, How is it? It's good, man. It's um, it's it's good. It's 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 entertaining. It is. Uh, I'm learning a lot that I didn't know. You know, it's it's, make, it's not making me. Damn, Don did that. Or, That's what I was gonna ask yeah. you. So how true? Are these events? Are this just saying like, all right, this is the story of Soul Train, and we're gonna throw some sauce on it, mm-hmm. or is this is like, all right, this is the story, and we're gonna take you from point A to point B? See that that's what that's what me and the wife are trying to figure out right okay. now because because you know with in the in the first couple, I think it was like the first clip, they kind of show him shooting himself on a couch while watching like watching Soul Train has like has like a we know he we know we know what happened but mm-hmm. now you're going to get the story of what got him there so we're getting to that point in in, in this story but you're seeing things and like how he handled business and some of the things he had to do with you know little richard and uh, just getting just the whole process of building soul train so it feels like it's yeah don probably could have did that okay but, but we don't know so uh, i'm about to check it yeah, out yeah it's good i've been watching that i've been watching uh See, we got Manifest. That's on a little break right now, but that's been I our show. I heard that's good. That's been our show. We got we got sucked into that. We, we I'm co- getting on a plane soon, so I'm not gonna watch. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's deep. We recorded it and uh, let it get seven, eight, nine episodes down, and we forgot about it and forgot what what it was and why we recorded it. And 
one I, I remember this because it was a Thursday and we like looked at it and was like, are we gonna watch this or delete it? I'm like, let's watch it. We watched one episode, went to bed, got up that Friday and watched the other eight. I mean, it was like it. We was the very, very, very unproductive day. It was just strictly we just catching up, catching up, catching up, and then. Like that Monday was like the the, the fall breaks yeah. finale, or so we got all caught up, and then this season, so it's been good, man. We watched that Blind Spot. The wife got me uh, Black Lightning. Still, she got me uh, catching up on that. So I'm watching more than usual, more than my golf channel for sure. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> me, I've been watching um the spinoff, the Blackish Grownish. Okay, uh, follows the uh the daughter while she's in college and everything like that, and it's funny to look at. What college kids go through now mm-hmm. is exactly what college kids went through when I was in college. Yeah. Dropping classes. Broke. Broke. <laughs> uh, academic probation. Yeah. You know, the the usual. Yeah. So it's just funny to see these same things go on, but then they attack it in a different situation with so much social media because social media really started blowing up when I was in college, but now it's just like everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to see it from that perspective is is pretty funny. And, you know, the the drug use mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, it was just all about weed when we was in school. <laughs> right. Now it's the pills yeah. and the drinking and the weed. You know, it's just Woo. like, uh. And, and I, to see I, that, I can imagine a college party these days. Woo. Like, just being, like, 19, 20, you're showing up at a house or at a place that you've never been to. You walk in, there's 200 people partying, everybody losing their mind, you know. Whatever you like, we got. And I was like, "Woo, <laughs> tough, tough upbringing." I yeah, to man. Move my, move my kids to Utah or something, and we don't have to get up out of here. Another <laughs> show we just finished yesterday, uh, True Detective. Okay, comes on HBO. So this is season three of True Detective. So we watched the first season. It had Woody Harrelson in it. Had Matthew McConaughey in it. Uh, very good. Then the second season was I. So basically, it's uh, eight episodes each season. You don't have to watch the first season to understand what's going on in the second season or third season. They're all individual stories all onto itself. Now, the second season was eh, mm-hmm. really wasn't that entertaining. So when I saw the trailer for season three, I had Marshall Ali in it, and I was like, yo, man, he's a real good actor. He was in uh, Moonlight, just was in uh, Green Book. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to watch that. So uh, obviously, I don't have HBO, so I had to watch it in different tactics oh yeah we uh, find a way we find a way to watch these <laughs> shows so we started on friday we finished yesterday wow yeah we cranked through that bad boy yeah. we watched two on friday and then watched the rest of them on saturday man and uh just the uh it's almost like a episode of svu but better yeah it was it was real good i was very happy with it i was happy how it ended it was just uh it was almost, it takes you from different emotions throughout it because you're just like them. You don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And they're trying, it has like three different timelines. So it has the actual timeline of the crime okay. that's going on. Then when the case reopens uh, and 10 years later and then where the case sits, another time jump. So it kind of jumps all over the place in the center of photography that they do to show the evolution of a character, not only as a person, but how they their physical appearance looks. You know, he could be staring off into the a window and you see his reflection. Mm-hmm. It's him right now, but in the reflection, it's him the 
50-year time uh, jump or whatever. So it's a, how they play back and forth with time and how they play with the elements of a show is is real good. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy watch, too, because it's like one of those, like, oh, you know, you know how shows oh, are. Yeah. They always end in a cliffhanger to make you like, <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's going to happen next? Right. Thank goodness I could just hit next. What's going to happen exactly. next? And hit that button. Another show that's coming up in, I believe it's May, is uh, Cobra Kai Season 2. Now, Cobra Kai, I watched that. I killed that. That was real good. It's a sequel to the Karate Kid movies. Okay. So... Karate Kid, the original, is one of my favorite movies of all times. 80s babies stand up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a Karate Kid fan. So basically it takes place is uh, Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchio. Now he's got really? kids. As, an, uh, as a full-blown adult. Full-blown huh? adult. How he's living, how he's getting down. So season one was good. Season two is getting ready to come on. I'm ready for that. Uh, freaking... They got the haven't released the date for the last season is Orange is New Black, so I'm ready for that. It's a lot of good TV yeah. out here, man. It's a lot of good TV out I here. I came home Thursday. I forgot one of my shows, All American. Okay. I've, I've been watching that, and I came home. I knew he was a little behind. I'm like, hey, let's catch up on this before the kids come home. I got <laughs> home kind of late. They was with my mom, and she go, well, um, me and Carmen actually about to head to see this Captain Marvel movie. Oh, they went to go see it. They left me Thursday. They went to the. They went to the. You know, we bought the tickets on Tuesday. They was at the premiere. They was. Me, 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 me. She said they had to park in the back, back, back lot. So back, back. <laughs> she uh, went out and saw that, and uh, they went to like the eight o'clock show. Um, Carmen, she calls me on the way home. Like you should have came. I'm like yeah, I'd probably been asleep. But. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed yourself. Now, I'm sure your wife already knows this, but, you know, this is this one. Mm-hmm. And then in April, Avengers Endgame comes out. And then in July, Spider-Man comes out. And those are the last Marvel movies for two years. Really? So, basically, whatever happens in Captain Marvel, which I'm going to go see on Tuesday. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> I already know. I already heard it's like two uh scene two post credit scenes that I gotta stick yeah. around for that are very vital to the ongoing story. That's the one thing I asked my wife when she called me to ride home. I said, How many people left during the uh <laughs> post credits? And she was like, A lot stayed for the first one, but a lot of them missed that second one. Rookies. Rook, I'm like, I'm like rookies. Rookies. I, even I know that. I've only seen two. <laughs> I've only seen two. <laughs> so and then April Endgame basically is what happens after the events of uh Infinity War. And then that basically wraps up that storyline mm-hmm. that's been going on for the last 10 years. So right now there's 21 movies. So after yeah, after Endgame, that that twenty-two movie stretch, it's over. That wow. whatever happened in, that's over. Because mm-hmm. because of the Stan Lee passing, is that? No, it's not because of that. It's just that that in the comic book that that's the end of that storyline, and gotcha. then they they start anew. Okay. So the Spider-Man movie that's coming out in July, mm-hmm. this is like phase. Two, so to speak, okay. of the new, uh, the new batch of yeah, the, yeah. the, the new storyline. Yeah, this is gonna start the new storyline gotcha. because that that this twenty two movie stretch is all one thing. It's so all been all it's, those it's movies all been, been coming together to yeah, make they've it. They've been coming to this movie 
in April. And all those movies wow. have everything to do with this one single movie in April. So I have to go see that then just because, huh? You got you got to start from the scratch. <laughs> no, you ain't got to. Just go see Game 7, man. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, go, just, just, like, <laughs> just go see Game 7. <laughs> so when Spider-Man comes out, that's the start of Phase 2. I believe that after that, they take a two-year hiatus from making movies. Wow. And then they come with uh, Black Panther 2. Because you got to think, too, in, in, in movies and in post-production, all these movies probably been done for a year. Yeah. You know, knocking on. So, it's uh, it's going to... I'm curious. I, I'm... I got I got one eye open in this world just enough to be curious to see the what happens to Marvel moving forward. You know, so uh Well but, it's it's a long rabbit hole, man. It's a it's a situation where Sony, Fox, Marvel, Disney, the I could go on and on with this <laughs> stuff because this is this is just my world, yeah. but X-Men, they're Marvel characters. Okay. But they're not owned by Marvel Studios. They had to sell those properties off because they were in debt. Okay. So Sony owns those. Well, the, own the them. X-Men characters. The old, yeah, like Wolverine. The and ones all that them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so they own those characters until Disney just acquired them. Okay. So technically, everything that's going on with the MCU, the stuff that you know about yeah. with Black Panther and everything like that, these characters are in that world too. Not as much. Uh-huh. They have a totally different storyline, but a lot of those characters interweave with each other, especially uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. They interweave I with. Saw that. They yeah, good job. <laughs> they inter, they interweave with they interweave with Thor. Yeah. They interweave with. Uh, How about that? Look at me. Yeah. Clap they interweave with the Fantastic Four. They interweave with a lot of these things. So now that they got the rights to those characters. They're gonna start putting those characters into the next phase oh, wow. of the movies. Okay, which I'm very curious to see how it works because technically, a lot of these people should already been seen, mm-hmm. like sp- sprinkled into they these gonna, movies. They gonna come in as OGs, like they're gonna have to. I don't know. Yeah, they're gonna have to. I don't know. I, I would. <laughs> I would love for them to kind of like start it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Just basically take everything that was supposed to be happening and make with it a the story. X-Men back in the '60s and everything like that. Make it happen now. Make them just starting to happen. Tell their stories. Maybe. Yeah, tell their stories. Yeah. Stories from right now. So hmm. I'm with it. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. I, I it's just like one of those things. I'm that hyped you for have Lion to, King if that helps. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped for everything, yeah. man. I'm hyped for uh, us comes out this yeah. month. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely hyped for that. Obviously, uh, I, you know, I got a laundry list of movies that yeah. I can't wait to see. That's what I told the wife when I when because uh, when she told me they were doing that, I had got. Stay stayed at work late just to do some learning, and uh, she she texted me like, "I know you better be home by like seven because uh, we got somewhere to be at eight and da, da, da. And I'm like, "Where are you going?" And that's when I found out they was dipping on me. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, going to see the movie without me." She was like, "I asked, did you want to come?" I'm like, "I mean, I would have, but really, what am I getting out of this? I, I I'm gonna be asking you questions the whole ride home. I'm gonna be lost. I'm just." I'm only gonna look at this story for what it's presenting me to my face right now, not two other movies that. Oh, I get it. And I, I'm lost. Yes, I'm lost. So. No, <laughs> I had to start. I'm gonna have to spend the whole summer catching up. It, it probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I actually might because I, I will be honest and say that my um, my movie likings always. I needed something with you know. I need to feel like 
it's possible for you to jump from that roof to that roof and, live, that, and, and live. And that's what I'm so blown away by because they actually made this shit work. Yeah. To take 22 movies and make them work. Exactly. To, for people to actually believe that this is going on and to be so excited. And not only just people that grew up on the cartoons and the comic books and everything like that, for people that like just got into it, like my wife, for instance, she's forced to watch them because I want to watch them. Yeah. But for certain ones, she gets excited. Like yeah. the Black Panthers, right. obviously she was excited. She gets it. She got excited when uh, in Civil War. Okay. That uh, Spider-Man showed up. She knows how big of a Spider-Man fan I am. So we've seen every Spider-Man movie. She she fucks with Spider-Man. Yeah. So like not so much the Thor movies, not so much the Doctor Strange movies, because those kind of like involve like magic and mm-hmm. sorcery. Like okay, <laughs> I get it. That's not your deal. You yeah. just really want to see like okay, Iron Man. She got hip to it's like okay, these these things I can get into, but. She's ready for Endgame. Okay. Captain Marvel, she like, eh, whatever. I'll go because you're yeah. going and I'm supposed to go. But the the Endgame, I want to see what happens. I would go to watch you watch a movie, bro. <laughs> like, that's, that's... My nigga. That's how I would... Like, I would just... Well, like, to see you in that world and to see you on that... 90th screen, loving life. I would... That would be more entertaining to me probably Did you than, see Infinity War? I don't think so, no. Okay. Well, my, I won't my, spoil my wife can verify that when I get home, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, I know she saw it. So when she's listening to this pod, she'll know exactly when a certain care. Well, when certain characters, a certain thing starts happening to certain characters, I stood up and I was standing up, hands on hip, <laughs> mouth to the floor. Couldn't believe that these things were happening to these certain characters, and. I almost cried. Wow. That's how deep yeah, this that's shit how goes, bro. You are. This this shit is real, bro. <laughs> this shit is real. No games, huh? This shit is real. That's... Real in the field. Can we talk LeBron real quick? Well, yeah, we got to. We got LeBron to. is a hot topic. LeBron, I, I was talking to my guy Kelly about this and my guy Tim. I watched his show, The Shop. Okay. And I don't want to come off disrespectful, man, because I respect the hell out of LeBron. I respect the hell out of Maverick Carter. I respect the hell out of the whole squad mm-hmm. over there. They're doing things that kids actually dream of doing. Yeah. So I don't want to come off disrespectful. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Yo, Maverick Carter comes off as a cornball in that show to shop. He does. He that's that's the risk you take when you step in from behind to in front, you right? Because now we get to form an opinion about you, and we get to look at you and be like, "Maverick Cullen, all right." Well, he he just kind of he does come off as like a like on your yeah on your coattail type yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> and, and and in every interview I've ever seen him do, he goes on Colin Cowherd's show a lot. Okay, so I've heard him speak. And I heard him talk about LeBron. I've heard him talk about LeBron meeting MJ. I've heard him talk about Kobe. I heard him talk about the business ventures they've been on. A1. Yeah. A1. Like, yo, this dude, like, it's not what we perceive. Right. It's not that he's just Le- a LeBron lackey. Mm-hmm. It's not that, oh, man, he's just one of LeBron's homeboys hanging on for the coattails. Right. Like, He's like the brains to the operation. LeBron is the brand. Right. He he's the brains 
Uh, and they're making deals and they're making it happen. He's a young black man making it happen. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. But this is an isolated situation. Right. This is a show. But it just in that in that that scene and on the show, it just seemed like, man, you jocking these niggas. Yeah. Why are you jocking these niggas? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you yeah. the man. You making this shit happen. You in these board meetings making these deals happen. Right. You the man. We should have like, heard more of that from him yeah. on how he got to where he was than like the quote unquote, I'm borderline narrating this. Or, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. I, they've made some questionable thing, decisions as a team. A lot more good than bad. Mm-hmm. I'll continue to say this. Like I respect the hell of him. It just seemed in that that segment of the show, it just seemed like he was a fan yeah. as opposed to being like, "Yo, these are my peers." Right. Because that's what you are. You're, yeah. You may not be an athlete. You may not be a rapper or entertainer. Your dancer ain't broke. Yeah, you ain't broke, and it's not just because of LeBron James. LeBron may have been the. The, he gave you the key. You yeah, put he, the he put you in the spot. Exactly. But you made it happen. And I would just like to see a person like him have more just oomph. I don't I don't know the right word that yeah. I'm looking for, but it's just I just didn't like the way it made him look. And you know what I'm saying? He's an EP of the show, so mm-hmm. he gets to see these things. And if he didn't see that, see himself like he was jocking these niggas, yeah. it just it just came off as a bad vibe for me. For a person that I respect the hell out of and that I know for sure is making these a lot of these deals happen. Yeah. It just was a weird situation. It was. I I, I looked at that as uh, just they was trying too hard to give me that Saturday morning barbershop talk. And, and it was coming off as like it, forced. Yeah, it wasn't. It just seemed as if, well, we got, you know, and the, the show didn't flow well for me. Like it was a 30 minute show. And you had five people that you would like to hear something from. And you might only got, like, when Nav was on, he gave us 90 seconds of that 30 minutes. It was just mm-hmm. real quick, in and out, kind of one story, and we're done with, with that part of the show. And it right. was, like, I wish it would have been a little more constructed, a little more. Like, if we're going to have Barbershop talking and hit some topics, I would like to hear what people that I, you know, look at for entertainment have to say. Yeah. But it just it started getting to where these topics and then like Maverick will come in and like like force the next question yeah. or or try to force the next subject and it just it wasn't flowing for I watched it and I enjoyed it but it just didn't flow like a barbershop really does. Yeah, you know? and maybe that maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's the editing of the show yeah. because you I'm know, sure they had them. Yeah, yeah, it's not a gazillion hours of Yeah, footage. you probably in there for 2 3 hours yeah. and you got to cut it down to 30 minutes. It just it just didn't flow right for me. Yeah. But for LeBron on the court Obviously, they're gonna miss the playoffs. Yeah, they t- they they tanking now. Um, they got a guy by the name of Caruso out there. <laughs> Who <laughs> exactly? <laughs> they they uh, never heard of him. It's I I really think I mean you know I just saw this a uh, week or two ago where LeBron and uh, Two Chains got a got a project coming out where he kind of EP does. Yeah, that. yeah, the album. Yeah, and um. I really think LeBron is like, look, I'm out here in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer in Cleveland. I'm mm-hmm. no longer in Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm out here where uh, these uh, these warehouses of entertainment exist. Facts. And uh, I'm going to get on this boat. And who going to stop him? <laughs> My thing is, are you really there to be hooping? No. You don't he, think so? At this point in his career, like, what can LeBron do other than take down records in my opinion, like there's, we 
you in the top three, bro. Congrats. Yep. Like you in that meet. Somebody gonna thirty three percent gonna like you. Thirty three gonna like Jordan. Thirty three gonna say Wilt and Bill or whoever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you in the conversation. Congratulations. Now he's like, look, I got three kids and a wife. Let me uh secure this future. And who who, who better than a person that everybody kind of go to as like, we like you, Brian. You doing you doing you doing good things in your community. You're doing good things with your money. You got some money. What's up? So I I, I think he's there. He he gonna try to get it to bring a ring, but LeBron needs somebody that give me the goddamn ball. Cause LeBron to me is good at just you know he good at the paper test of basketball. Yeah, he ain't good at the. Uh, it's forty five seconds left. We down four. I need I need two now buckets, and I and I do this more than once every seven games. He's stuck in that. He good at basketball. He's almost too good to be like. Give me the goddamn ball. I got this. Watch out. Now nah, I want to make the smart play or the right play. For me, I look at it as when he went to the Lakers as effort. Four years. I, I got I got my two rings in Miami. Mm-hmm. I brought a championship to, to my Cleveland. hometown. He's not from <laughs> Cleveland. He's from Akron. Close enough. No, no I know how no, y'all do. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Really, it's uh, not. He's from uh, Akron. Okay. Appreciate Spring, the tip. Springfield, Dayton? Yeah. Gotcha. It's one of those things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's not from Cleveland. But respect, because you brought a chip, for sure. Uh, but I think in his eyes, and I, who who am I to say, but he feels like he got two chips in Miami, got the chip in Cleveland. I tried my very best, mm-hmm. which I believe he did. I, LeBron James, I want to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. But I still want to play basketball. They got a basketball team. Yeah, it's the most story franchise in the NBA. They got a guy running it that played basketball. Yeah, and now he's uh, running it. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go play basketball for the Lakers. That, I'll set up all my business ventures. That Biggie, Tupac, Magic, LeBron uh, meme that was like them in the car. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> Hilarious! Because that's exactly what it's looking as if. LeBron will give you 85% of his effort in basketball, and that's going to be enough to where we're not even tripping on his effort. Yeah. But he out there to uh, to secure the next portion of his life. If Jalen Rose can do it, I better be able to see You know, if yeah. that type of thing. He so. wants to he wants to own his own franchise and more power to him. He probably will. I, yeah, for sure. He's got enough bread. He's going to get yeah. that bread. He <laughs> want, I think he wanted to move out there because he wanted to set up the TV shit. The movie shit. Mm-hmm. Put his kids in a position to make a run at the NBA. Putting them in the best schools out there mm-hmm. that can get them to the NBA. Put the rest of the team in order so they can make a run and make money. And there's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Because if I make it, you make it. Mm-hmm. We're going to take our peoples with us because that's what it's about. Right. So that 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 is a totally different aspect than basketball. Yeah. Because when I look at him on the basketball court, don't do the stat game. Yeah. Do the eyeball test game. He's, if you watch him play, yes. you know he's not trying. Yes, his defense is trash. He's a uh, here, brother, point out the rotation and go be a part of it. Right. And free throws. I mean, his, his game is not maintaining at the level of – to be a top two or three guy, like he ain't he ain't dominating. Mm-mm. He ain't dominating five subjects no more. He dominating maybe two. 
he ain't dominating the game. His stats say he is, but if you but watch did, him yeah. play, it's not. Mm-hmm. He's not giving the type of effort that he was when he was with the Cavs. And I mean, that could be age. Yeah. I'm like, look, man, I'm old. I'm sure he's tired. Hurt. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. Shit. I'm, I'm sure he is. I got a movie to shoot in two months. <laughs> right. I was up at the shop late last yeah, night. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got all these other things going on, and more power to you. But just don't try to play us, the general public, as saying, I need more help. I need AD and everything will be okay. That is a ongoing storyline when it comes to LeBron James is, mm-hmm. I need more help. You, how you come created you, this help. How come you always need more help? Yeah. It, dude, all the time, that's all that ever people say. Is, he needs more help. Mm-hmm. Help yourself. Exactly. Help yourself. Go out there and... uh. I, I, I would love to see one of these four years where, where we get, you know, I hate to say it, but it's going to take the I'm about to almost risk my health to be a to be great effort. Like he kind of like secured the fact that I'm I'm faster than most guys my size. I'm more agile than most guys my size. I can I can damn near do a 20, 10 and 10 with 70 percent effort. Yep. I don't, sure I don't. I don't have to. You know, he he's gonna cramp up if they run it for the finals, though, because he's really gonna be. You yeah. know, I need these last five games to get a seed, the, the home court that I want, or it's like too little, too late. Like just yeah. now, again, I can't. I've never played a sport where I have more than twenty four games. You know, what I'm saying I can't imagine playing eighty two. Right. I can't imagine playing one hundred and sixty seven in baseball. Like, I can't imagine the the time it takes. Yeah. The 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 amount of effort it takes, but. Brian, you gonna wear that hat? Wear it, brother. That's how I. That, that's how I look at it. If you gonna if you gonna wear that hat and be and be out there and and be the face, you you're, you're not doing a good job in my in my in my opinion of showing it on the court. When the last time you see LeBron dive over somebody for a loose ball? Been mm, uh, the finals, <laughs> the finals. Uh, probably like game two of the finals. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look at it like I think some clicked in his head where when he pulled that growing muscle. I think he saw flashes of Kobe mm-hmm. tearing his Achilles. And like, man, fuck that. Right. I think that's what he's thinking, man. I think like I think that's what he thinking. He's like, man, fuck that. Yeah. And I see y'all niggas in the fall because <laughs> we ain't gonna make the we ain't gonna make a serious run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We can try this again next year. I got this movie to shoot in the summer. I got this thing to do, this thing to do. Let me dial this shit back. Yeah. I, oh, I, well. I am, I will be the one of the first to say I am tired of this whole back-to-back game. We're going to rest the star. We're going to, you know, protect the – man, Carl Anthony Towns got a car accident and could have been jacked up. You know what I'm saying? He, he got a concussion from it, but he could have been jacked up. Yeah. And it's like, you can't – I don't want to see these guys making 30, 40 million a year to, like, really only give us – 70 games, 60 games. I mean, they really they 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 protecting the products because now they are so invested in the product. Yeah. That now we're going to need you to be around cuz uh, we got some money on your head. So we need you to bring us these hot dogs and uh beer back in the next right. couple years. Right. So. We need a return on our investment. <laughs> yeah. March 9th. Yeah. We lost the goat. We did. Notorious one, B-I-G. You yeah, did man. some mixes for the station, too, brother. I did, man. I uh, got uh, got blessed with the opportunity to one of my favorite artists. Um, 
B.I.G. mix. I, I did it in 2017. Um, I went back and uh, listened to that, and uh, just just that was a uh, challenge by uh, <laughs> by somebody I know that wanted me to do 25 and 20, 25 Biggie songs in 20 minutes. So I went back, got some inspiration from that, and then uh, started going through the music. And I'm like, I can get close to two hours, I think, brother. Let me go ahead and try. So uh, three three and a half mixes of Biggie, I had some, <laughs> some sprinkles of Bad Boys in there, but. Hey. Uh, yeah, I got a good response. I got a, I, I, I enjoy. I actually like turn the radio on at nine thirty and left it on till twelve. You know, appreciate I was, it. I was listening. So, what's your number one Biggie memory? Oh man, my number one Biggie memory is being in Iraq and me and two of my friends sat down on an off day and wrote down Tick Crack Commandments because we wanted to learn it. Wow, that's <laughs> so, impressive. So we we sat down and uh, you know, we just start listening to it and start writing. And then once we wrote it down, it was like now we had the lyrics page that you get on Apple when you just open right. the song. But this this, this was 03 so wrote it down. We just spent a whole day stop, rewind, play, start, start, start over. So that's that's up there. And uh, One, two, three, yeah, four, five, six, that's my jam right there. It's the Tick Crack Commandments. Yeah, that's that. Woo! That's that one. That and um, I'm probably gonna say um, "Juicy" for me is just a song that puts me in like riding down the berg in the summer. High school, there's just, just young and and not a care in the world. So those the, that is probably my favorite Biggie song to be honest. Is "Juicy," but "Tick Hat Commandments" just hold a spot for me because it's one of those songs where like if if you see somebody singing in the club, you're like, okay. <laughs> you down with the culture? You, 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 no more than uh than the commandments one through three. I see. <laughs> you know, you know four through ten. So okay, man. Uh, I, actually, I was listening to ten commandments uh on Friday, and you know, I'm listening to those commandments. Like those ain't just for crack, bro. Those are <laughs> those are almost all of them are just about everyday lifestyle yeah. commandments for me, dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, my favorite Biggie memory. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- probably going to Beachwood Mall in Cleveland, Sam Goody, when the double disc dropped. Mm. Leaving school, I was like, I got to have his, because he had just passed away. Yeah. And then, like, I want to say, like, two weeks later, the double CD dropped. Me and my boy Austin, it was like lunchtime. It's like, we got enough time. <laughs> it's like, let's do it. Yeah. Went to the whip, got to the mall, got the double disc, played it on the way back. It's like, that was do you, that was something. I've missed that feeling of music. That that part of music is what got me to the, the point I am now in music. But like now it's just so accessible. I miss yeah. I, we talked about it a thousand times, but I I miss just that feeling of like, oh. Let me read this. Let me hold this. That Let me, tangible feeling. Hey, bro, don't touch my CD on the bottom, bro. <laughs> I don't want it scratched up, brother. I mean, <laughs> that and then this is a Biggie slash Bad Boy memory. It was my freshman year at Wright State. Me and my homeboy, Nate, we went to the uh, Bad Boy concert at the Nutter Center. Mm, and uh, the first, yeah. <laughs> the original. I went to the original, bro. My bad. Uh, and the first song that... Puff performed was Victory mm-hmm. and you know this is before the hologram shit but they had the big 
screens or whatever, and they was playing like parts of the victory video on there, but it had new clips from the video mm -hmm. in there, and it showed Big rapping the words, showed Big in the studio performing and shit, and it was just like, man. So ever since then, like Victory's been like bumped up on my list of yeah. favorite Biggie songs, and if you listen to some of the shit he says on Victory, mm -hmm. it gets. Busy. I started one of the mixes off with yes, Victory. That's, that uh, that song for me hold a hold a special special place too because our band, uh, whenever year that was, like we took the summer to like we need you know they they let they would let us get two songs three songs of our own efforts along with what the band director had for us. But like that was our little like third quarter song and we you know we learned it. Yeah, we used to play that. I used to that rocky shit. And then, and then it got super dope because the we, we we played it in concert band. That's the indoor band, where it's the more you know the the uh, concert band type of instruments, and uh, it sounded so well with the bells and the you know we don't have no feel with those with the with those concert the indoor stuff. But that concert band, I remember us playing that for like a warm up and uh, used to get us going. Yeah, that that, that, that was the jam. R.I.P. to Big. March 9th. The greatest rap of all time. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast. We up out of here. Peace.